Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lalbeck. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. Therefore be on alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Who then is faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them food at the proper time? Blessed is the slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of his, all his possessions. Matthew twenty four forty two forty seven. And this is the fourth day of the week in God's created order. The 21st day of the second month. 2024th year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for it. We, we praise you for... All that you are, and all, all you've done, all of you done in the past, what you're doing today, and and what you continue to do on into the future. We look forward to your glorious return. We look forward to, as a church, to be leaving this world and to uh, meeting your Son in the in the clouds, and so we shall forever be with Him. So we pray, Heavenly Father, that the Spirit will open our hearts to the study this morning, make it a source of blessing and challenge as we continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. We are studying the Olivet Discourse, and we've been into it for a couple weeks now, and quite a bit of meat and potatoes, as I'm sure that you will agree. And... We'll kick off where we were last time. I'm going to have to kick it off short today. Pretty close, ain't it? Well, we'll leave it as that. So, let's pick up right where we left off yesterday. Darkness. And we're talking about the tribulation and darkness. On the entire earth, the, the, there's no boundaries. There's, there's no nation that, uh, that are harboring the Christian faith. They, uh, they, world has turned dark against the Jews and against anyone that uh, proclaims the name of the Lord. Doors of escape will be offered at that time. The, as in every time. Even when you're going through trials, there, there are those doors that Satan will open up. That they look good. They will relieve the pressure. If I go that direction, it, it looks like the grass is greener on the other side. But it will just lure you on away. It, it is this time that you're going to have to double down. Whether we're talking about the tribulation, and we, we, whether we're talking about the tribulation in that time and in that age, or even if it is now, that when we go through the trials, when we go through the, through the testing, that there will be the easy way out. And just because it looks easy doesn't mean it is the right door to take out. At those times, we must stand firm 
with the Word of God that's, that's sanctifying our hearts and our minds. So it is time in the tribulation once Satan has attacked the, uh, the Jews and they had escaped, he will turn his attention toward the uh, believing Gentiles. And that's Revelation 12, 16-17. Though, again, those in the tribulational saints who proclaim the name of Jesus. And I'll imagine that there will be enough of them to cave. That, they, that there will be those that um, maybe thought they were saved or what have you, but they will take the mark. They will succumb to the pressure. Much as we're talking about Hebrews as those uh, Jewish believers that succumb to the pressure and go back to Judaism. I believe there will probably be in the tribulation enough uh, many believers that will, uh, who have professed at one point to turn around that, that will take the mark, that they will succumb under the pressure. Which, uh, and through it all, which side will one want to be on when all the smoke clears? Because a temporary out is only temporary. We must keep in mind that regardless of what age we are living in, that there's going to become a time when we are all going to face and stand before the glory of God. Um, at that point, will we? what side of the fence will we have served? How, and, and how, how uh, well have we served? Romans 8.18 For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed to us. That's a great passage. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read all of it. but uh, This has to be our mindset, believers, Christians, that though we are going through trials, though we are going through the pressures, though we are going through the the testings and whatever those testings are, people testing, evidence testing, thought testing, system testing, whatever it is, we are come going through the trials. I've heard it said that we are either going in, that uh, the the saint, the Christian, is either going through three stages. He's either coming into the storm, he's in the storm, or he's coming out of the storm. <laughs> well, guess what? Those that are the tribulational saints, Jew and Gentiles, they are certainly in the storm. And that storm is going to rage all the way up till the Lord returns. So, the, the mindset is that we will all have to stand before the Son of Man. So, set aside this morning what age we're living in. For history will play out to that one shining moment in the future that begins with the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will return as Christians. We will return as the body of Christ and we will rule with our Lord Jesus Christ. The tribulational saints will go on into popul- to, to start the population, repopulation of the earth. The population at that time will be truly reduced greatly. So, we, we will come to the place where every knee will bow 
and every tongue will confess this. This is what Philippians 2.10 tells us. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And the question once again, on which side will you have been in? And what type of servant will you have been in that time? So this thought should drive every moment of the day. We should be occupied with this. And regardless of what we're doing and what goals and things that we've set up for ourselves, there should always be, nothing should overshadow the fact that this might be the day. So many, though they will not discern the truth, see, even today, many have rejected the truth, they've fought against the truth, they've hated the truth, they've, uh, they've done war against the truth. And so in this time, they're going to be unable to discern the times in which they're living in. They're going to be, they're, they're, there's no truth to be able to, to know the season. Because Jesus said, these people are living in a season. Those who can discern will know that the coming of the Lord is close. They will be able to properly discern what's going on. And this is going to be a blessing to those that that have the Word of God. And their hearts are sanctified with the Word of God. They're able to see the season for what it is. What they do not know is what day nor hour. They do not know the precise time of His coming. The Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ in His humanity, He's also limited to that knowledge. It's going to come down to the Father in Heaven that says, Go, it's time. So those with the truth will know that it's the season, that the time is at hand, as they encourage one another to hang on. And the principle stands once again of every age. Time is a window of opportunity to serve the Master. Every day that the Lord wakes us up, it's a day of service. That's what it's really what Paul said. I long to be home with the Lord, but every day that He gives me on this earth is another day of productive service for Him. So the window of opportunity is open. It's open to the unbeliever. Time to hear the gospel and respond to it. The window of opportunity is open for those who have responded to the gospel to continue to grow in, and mature in the faith to the glory of God. So, we can stand as witnesses. We can rise up to be overcomers, conquerors, as it is in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. To overcome the world, to overcome the Satan's attack, to overcome our own sin natures. All of this, time affords all of this. Time and everything that God has afforded to us. So, Revelation 2 and 3 speak of the church. It speaks of rewards. It speaks of ranks and privileges to those who overcome.
the letter is addressed to churches. But the promises to the overcomer are on an individual basis. So churches receive the letter. But individually, there is the individually individual accounting to the Lord. Every day, the advancing believer in whatever time and age utilizes one's time. It sets he sets up spiritual priorities, the Word of God, their prayer time, all the assets that God has afforded to them in order to make the most of that time so that when that time comes, they can approach boldly to the throne of grace. In the tribulation, they know. In the tribulation, they know the season. Those who properly are discerning the word of God, they know the time is near. And they, and I spoke earlier about the, about caving. They're not going to cave. Those with the word of God, they they know the word. They know the season. They're hanging on. They're encouraging one another. In this time, there is a strong correlation of believers that are pressing forward and their hearts, their eyes are open. They're looking up. Their redemption is near. I doubt very seriously if if any of them, if they are of the faith, would even consider taking the mark. Doubt it very seriously. And that time, they knew the time was close. But you know, we live also in the time where I'm going back and forth and that age and this age now because there, are, there is application. <coughs> Their time is close. Some of us, let me put it this way, some of us feel that we're pretty close to that time of being separated from the body and face to face with the Lord. We're, we're either old, we're elderly, and we're we're all going to get there if if we don't pass on before that for some other cause. I figure if I'm in my 80s or if I'm in my 90s, that any time because I'm not going to live forever. Dan Daly said, "All right, USOBs, you want to live forever?" Before he charged the gun line with his men, with the Marines. Some of us have are terminal with whatever disease that we're fighting. And we pretty much know that we could go at any time. That's not fatalism. That's reality. Others of us are young and we've got our health and we're not expected to go, but we don't know. We don't know that day when we're going to check out. And listen, if we live a full life, it's really, as the Scripture says, Solomon says it, James says it, that this life is but a vapor. So the time of being face to face with the Lord is near. Even if you are a baby just born into this world, the time of being face to face with the Lord compared to eternity Come on now. We all are going to have to face 
and stand face to face with the Lord. The question is, what will you be doing when the Lord calls us home? What are you going to be doing at the point of the rapture? What are you going to be doing at the point up to the point where He calls you home? The faithful servant is doing the Master's business. The faithful servant is occupied with the Lord Jesus Christ. The faithful servant is each day securing his relationship with the Lord. The unfaithful slave, however, is going about his life with no thought of the master who is away on business and not expected to come home anytime soon. Who will receive the eternal rewards and privileges? And who will receive eternal judgment? Now, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are born again, there you can live a carnal life, die and go to heaven without the rewards. You didn't see, you saw it in the sense that you are a believer, you are regenerate. But we'll get ready to talk about the unregenerate here in a minute. Coming up, Matthew twenty four forty eight. But if that evil slave says in his heart, My master is not coming for a long time, and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards, the master of the slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour which he does not know, and will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. And that place there will be weeping and the gnashing of teeth. We're dealing here not with believers. We're not here carnal believers. We are dealing here with unbelievers, unregenerate, those who who uh, who are unbelievers. Let's look at something else and their attitude. Look at this. First of all, let's look at the, the attitude here. The master of the slave will come. Let me see. Let me back up to this whole thing. Uh, but if the slave says in his heart, my master is not coming home for a long time and begins to be his fellow slaves and eat and drink with junkards. Alright, let's go to I think Second Peter 3. But the... Oh, let's back up. But do not let this one fact escape you. I'm going to back up a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Going all the way back to verse 3. 2. Second Peter 3. 3. Know this first of all. That in the last days mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lusts. Saying, where is the promise of His coming? Forever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just the way it was from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed being flooded with water. But by His word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, 
Beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about His promise as one counts slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing any to perish, but for all to come through repentance. The second category of individuals are unregenerate. That means they are not they are not born again. That's that easy. There will be those who will continue to eat. They will drink. They will be marrying. For tomorrow they may die. They there are really no really if if you boil down to it, there's no such thing as an atheist. There isn't. People will say they do not believe in God, and but they give themselves away. First of all, who do they curse by? What in what name do they curse by? How many unbelievers do you know that have you known that they they disregard God? But when something amazing happens, how often have you heard them blaspheme God? Oh my God! Or oh God! The they really give themselves away. Who do they hate? If God doesn't exist, why is such a vile hatred for something that does not exist? So they're God haters. They're blasphemers. They're totally blind. That they're not totally blind that God exists. They really do know that God is existing. Romans one eighteen. For by the wrath, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and uprighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power, His divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse." For even though they knew God, they did not honor God as God or gave thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of incorruptible God for the image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them over to the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. We could go on with that. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 11 Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be neither fornicators nor adulterers nor adulterers nor infants infeminate nor homosexuals nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor thieves covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God such were some of you but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the Lord you see these these Unregenerate, it's just they are just living out their natural sin implications. They they have 
They're living out their natures. Okay, Galatians 5.19 Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst, anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarned you, just as I forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. John 3, 7 Little children, make sure no one deceives you, that the one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. And the Son of God prepared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. So yes, there is an argument that, okay, if you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ back in the day, and that's all that's uh, that's all that's needed. I, I made a profession of faith. I've walked down the aisle. I've I've done this and that. And I, I'm born again, and it doesn't matter. There is the argument that I could be whatever I want to be. I could be a homosexual. I could be a murderer. I could be all these things. And my question is, are you even born again? Well, yeah, I trust it. I'm saying, okay, I I hear what you're saying, but are you born again? Are you... It is that regenerate heart because what we're seeing from there, and I'm not talking about people who sin. There are people who stumble in sin. There are those people that, there are those things such as a carnal believer. But we're not, we're talking about those who practice that their very nature are homosexuals. Their very natures are swindlers and drunkards and thieves and fornicators and all that. That's their nature and they're living by their nature. And if they're living by their nature, they do not have the nature of God within them. And this is what our passage is speaking of. So the question is, are you truly born again? And John says in 1 John 3, 7, to test yourself that you are of the faith. I'm going to say again. Long time. Uh, Oh... Eternity is a long time to get it wrong. So the text is clear. If one practices these things, they are out. They are, well, they're not even in. They never were in. Is what what I believe it was uh, said. To, uh, what Paul's preached that they were never they were never part of you. The fact is that they are living out their own natures. So I believe in once. I, I do believe in once saved, always saved. I do, I do believe that you are secure in your salvation. You will never lose it. If you are born again, you will never lose it. And I, I do also believe that a carnal believer can go so far that he will die, sin unto death, be taken up to heaven, and forever be with the Lord. Naked, stand naked before Him with nothing to show for a life that should have been lived for the Lord. But on the other hand, on the worst case scenario, that there are those who with false conversions, they stand on the only on the basis that, yes, I believed. I've been baptized. I walked the aisle. But the fact is, they've never been born again. 
And Paul tells us in Corinthians, two Second Corinthians thirteen five. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test? I'm talking to carnal Corinthians here, and they were truly some awful Christians, but they were Christians. But Paul is saying, are you really? You need to test. Are you really believers? So eternity is a long time to get it wrong. And with that, we have to close it out today. And as I'm going to have to get on the road. So let's close it out. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of fellowshipping in your word. We pray that God the Holy Spirit will continue to lighten us. And I pray, Heavenly Father, as I close out today, if there's anyone in the sound of my voice, without light, without hope, and they may be wondering right now, am I a believer? Am I, am I really born again? I know that there's a God. And I know that I'm separated from this God that I know exists. What is the answer to my plight, to my problem, to my damnation? Well, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And by trusting in Him, you do have eternal life. And I pray, Heavenly Father, all of us will test our faith to look within ourselves to, to test that we are born again and have that eternal life. Again, it's a, Lord, we know that it's a long time to get it wrong. Open the eyes of our hearts to repentance, to trusting in Thee that we may spend eternity with You. Every day, let us take every day and not waste our time but prepare our lives that one day we'll be face to face with thee. And these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Alright. Stay motivated in the Lord. Keep your armor on and keep fighting the good fight of faith. Lord will and spirit guide. Rapture Pen and we'll be back here in the AM. Joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org